That's, a, that's enough. The graduation song for Vitamin C. Oh, that's great. For Vitamin C? That's her name. That's the artist's name. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm singing that because this is our uh, unofficial in memoriam episode. Because the Braves died. Yeah. They're dead. They're dead Braves. All of our non-Atlanta listeners are thrilled. They're like, at least they won't talk about this and definitely won't interview anyone about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Psych. It's, it's, this is mainly, it's mainly done after this episode, okay? Yeah, we're not going to talk about the Phillies or the Padres or the Yankees or the Guardians or the Astros. Right. There's also several people in the Braves world that we are going to have on, though. Yeah, eventually, but not back-to-back. Not back-to-back. We promise not to back-to-back, you guys. And it's also not about... It won't be as baseball-focused as it would be if the playoffs were happening and the Braves were in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our friend Franco, who's the translator. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that job. Not necessarily the Braves baseball aspect. Yeah, because sometimes Anna will be watching that, and one of the Latin players will say something in Spanish, and then he translates it to English, and she's like, he softened to that. <laughs> yeah, that what, that he, what he said was more arrogant than the translated version. Right, right, right. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so this episode is not just us; it is our good friend Colin McHugh, recurring guest, friend, and fantastic baseball pitcher, Atlanta Braves legend. Um, not really legend, but he just pitched his first year for the Braves and did fantastic, and everyone loves him, and he finished strong. So mm-hmm. we're excited to get the rundown on the playoffs and that heartbreaking exit, but also a very great year from, you know, one of one of the cornerstones of the bullpen. Yes, he's a steady presence, and most most impressively to me, I learned during this conversation that he is in the Hopewell Baseball Hall of Fame, which is where I play baseball. So I need to check and see if I'm in there. I didn't know there was a Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm going to guess that if you didn't know, you're probably not. I'm still going to check. Just see. I had some nice moments. I had some really good walks. Yeah. So some really patient at-bats. So yeah. Well, good. hopefully I got recognized. Back in the day, I used to get a lot of triple plays, unassisted, only because I understood the rules before everyone else. <laughs> you were like six years old. Yeah, and I would catch a fly ball, and the other guys would just start running. Just, and I would just go tag the other bases, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this kid's a genius. That's pretty cool. I know. Okay. Um, yeah, so stick around for that. Yep. Um, and I guess the only baseball thing to talk about is we went to a game. We did. We went to game one of the NLDS, and we got to sit in the family section, which was fun. And uh, it was not a good game for us to, to watch, unfortunately, but we got to see Colin pitch, and he pitched well. He did. And the most important part, honestly, maybe the most fun part, was lunch yeah oh yeah we went in <laughs> we got the game was at what like two o'clock yeah so we didn't have anything to do that day really so we went to stony river as soon as they opened 
Yeah, we were waiting. You ever go to a restaurant, you're just waiting at the door for them to unlock it? Normally, that would be like at Chipotle or something. We did that at Stony River. We did. And which is, if you're not, at, I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's a very nice steakhouse. You know, usually if that happens, they will unlock it and then open the door for you and be like, come on in. Mm-hmm. She didn't want us in there. I saw her and we were standing there and I was like, I'm pretty sure she just sn- snucked up. Yeah. Sneaked. She snucked up and she snuck unlocked up the and door as it. softly and quietly and she disappeared could. into the darkness again. I was like, they don't want us here. And uh, yeah, we went in there. We were the first our, ones in. It was very uh, embarrassing. We did that because we parked at a mall, which is illegal. And if yeah. you leave your car there, it'll get towed. So I was like, we can park here, but then we got to go in the mall. Because all the parking for the game is normally their games are at a reasonable time. So people just park in the business parking. But it was a Tuesday, so all the businesses had employees parking in those spots. So we had to park at the mall. But we got to eat at Stony River, get in the stone zone, mm. as we like to say. And I would do that again, even if there wasn't a game. That was a delicious lunch. And I love going to a nice restaurant and getting like their lunch menu. Same. We got we got stoned by the river. Yeah, something like that. And watched the Braves lose. It was a good time. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, what's been, what else has been going on with you this week? We went to a haunted house. That same day. That same day. Yeah, that evening. What? Uh, have, this is your first haunted house experience. You were very afraid. How yep. did it live up to what you were hoping slash terrified about? Um, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Definitely was kind of scared going in. We did have a camera crew with us, which was nice because there was a light on it. Uh huh. <laughs> Sometimes I felt bad for the actors because we're just like trapped in this room and it's way too illuminated. Yeah, it would be way scarier if we didn't have those lights. Yeah, there even th- still there were a couple moments where you know there's stuff hanging in a hallway and you got to feel around with your hand. And I was like, if there wasn't this extra little bit of light, I would be freaking out right now. It was very scary. The one where we did we went through twice because they wanted to get one time from seeing the front of us and one time from seeing the back of us. And I was, there was one point where I was in the front when the cameras were behind us and I got a, a taste for what it was like to go into one of the new areas where it's very dark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, this is way scarier. Yeah, but it, it was still very scary. It was scary. The actors there did an amazing job coming fairgrounds. Shout out. Very scary, good haunted house. And it's long. You get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I was very impressed with it all. I also found out that my fight or flight response was just politeness yeah so the first few i kept saying no thank you yeah yeah I just, <laughs> they're offering me be something. like a demon little girl and Aaron be like no thank you no thank, no, you, thank you no thank you <laughs> oh, okay i'd say sorry a lot so, like as if i because we're like walking through these people's bedroom yeah it's, it looks like a bedroom <laughs> i know well they did a great job of making everything you could be afraid of they had yeah you had one time you're going through a library if you're afraid of reading and then little girl's bedroom, and then like chainsaws. But uh, I think my coping thing was I, instead of being polite, I would out loud describe what I was seeing. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's a little girl in a bed, and oh, the bed's moving. Like I was like just <laughs> describing it out loud. You know, when you think about it, it's it was never our space. We're invading their space. Yeah, we deserve to get scared. We're the monsters. We were walking through nurseries of random babies. Where are the freaks? What are we doing in there? I don't know. Yeah. Makes you think. We deserve to get electrocuted by that cattle prod. <laughs> we did. Uh, but that was fun. Hopefully those videos turn out fun. Yeah, we'll make sure to share them. Uh, we'll put them on the No Worries If Not Instagram story. If you want to follow along there, they'll be up. Mm-hmm. You'll see us freak out. Yeah. And hold on to each other for dear life. Yeah. You did. Uh, for the first little while, you held on to me like a 
Congo line. Yeah, so it's a spooky Congo line. Yeah, and just held onto his hips. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we snapped out of that. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, well, how about let's get this episode paid for by our sponsor here today? Of course. Want to hear a riddle? I'm smiling. I have little bumps all over my body, and I'm releasing serotonin like nobody's business. Who am I? Do you have a guess, Andrew? I I already know the answer, so I won't oh, say. Okay. I'm a person who's getting a back scratch. There's nothing I enjoy more than when somebody gently scratches my back. My brain gets super relaxed and my skin feels oh so good. But when I try to scratch my own back, it's just not the same. I can't even reach the best spots. I'm in between relationships right now. (laughs) So there is no one I can request a back scratch from without risking another restraining order. What am I to do? The goosebumps I crave were getting harder and harder to come by until I was introduced to the Brotherhood of Anonymous Back Scratchers. <laughs> it's an organization of hooded guys who come and give you a good back scratch whenever you want. You just type your address into the app and request a BS brother <laughs> for your desired time and select the scratch intensity that suits your needs. They wait until you are ready Already snuggling up in bed for the night, and they let themselves in with the key you sent them. They come in, give you the bumps, and then disappear into the night. It's truly changed my life. It's also nice to have them around because I keep getting robbed, and I feel safer knowing somebody is nearby. (laughs) The best and strangest part of the service is that it's absolutely free. I don't know what they get out of it, but brother, I'm not asking any questions. Sign up today and let the Brotherhood of Anonymous Back Scratchers into your house tonight. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Wow. Thank you to the Brotherhood of Anonymous Back Scratchers. It's a a brilliant idea. Yeah, I don't know how they operate, but certainly I'm grateful that they're out there. Yeah, it's much like this podcast. Like, they're just doing it for love of the game. Yeah. They're not getting paid. Yeah, they just love scratching backs. Just dudes hanging out. Mm -hmm. S&Bs. Recording mm-hmm. peas. That's podcast. S and Bs and R and Bs. That's it. Uh, uh, peas. Plug yeah. some shows. Where are you going to be? Yeah, I really I need to start plugging my shows more on here. That's the main reason I'm even doing this, honestly. Um, but I knew I should. I got a fun uh, direct message this week from someone that said, "Hey, what? When is your next show in Atlanta? Because my website's not updated, which I promise to do soon." Um, that she said I was one of the servers at your wedding. And laugh so much at your speech that I, we want to come see you. Whoa. And I was like, that's the best, funnest message I've ever gotten. So I'll tell you guys what I told her. Uh, November 17th at Mad Life Stage and Studios in Woodstock, Georgia. I'm doing my full kind of hour show. And last year it was super fun. We sold it out. And Mad Life's really cool. It's out of Woodstock. You can get your tickets on the Mad Life website. Amazing. Who was the server? What's your first name? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Did you know some of them? Uh, no, there was one in the back left. I got a lot of beer from her and we had a great time. Um, I don't know if she'd want me to say her name or not. Okay, great. That person. Nope. Okay, cool. Different. Nice. Thought we were about to have a weird misconnection moment. Well, that other, like you can come to Mad Life, you might meet somebody. Nope, different. Um, from her profile picture on Instagram, she's very married. Super so, married. Yeah. It's but her. hey, you know better than anybody. That doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, dude. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I'm but. kidding. I'm so kidding. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, so that's fun. You guys come to that. Um, I went to Reno this week for the first time. Reno, Nevada. How's that? Don't. It's It was nice. <laughs> uh, don't. It wouldn't be a good vacation, I don't think, but it was 
the the church I was performing at was great. I went, I got there early. I went to downtown Reno on a, like a Wednesday at one thirty p.m. And I was like, oh, I'll go take like sixty dollars and sit on a blackjack table and just have like a nice little afternoon. And the casinos there at that time of day were so sad that I just walked around and left and Ubered back to my hotel. Oh no! They you you can smoke in those ones, unlike the North Carolina ones. Right. Everybody's just smoking cigarettes. Nobody's having a good. There's not like anybody that's smiling. Like, yeah, me and some friends just came to have a good time. No one's there just because they thought it was cute, fun, one time deal like me. Yeah, those Everybody are, those are like problem hours. If you're there during those hours, you got a problem. Yeah, there's certain type of establishments that if you go during a certain time of day, no matter how much enjoyment you might get from that at other times, it's just sad time. Uh huh. That so. makes sense. Also, a church in in Reno or even near Vegas, that's a busy church. Yeah, they got a lot of souls that need saving. They got out there. a lot of stuff to do. I was really hoping there were going to be like slot machines in the church lobby, because <laughs> you know how in Vegas or like yeah. in Nevada, like the airport, you uh-huh. get off and there's like machines everywhere. They just kind of like everywhere kind of takes advantage of it. Um, the church at least didn't have any visible. Yeah, for some reason, I see them having, you know, when you walk off the beach and there's the showers right there to wash all the filth off you before you get in your car. Yeah. It feels like they have that outside of churches before you come in. Yeah. Out there. Um, but I've heard, but apparently the Reno area is really nice. It's, you know, the downtown I went to isn't great. I think there's another little downtown that is a little nicer. And then they're so close to Lake Tahoe, which is extremely nice. So yeah, yeah. don't ride it off the whole area, but maybe just don't go on Wednesday afternoon to downtown Reno. That was an obligatory thing you had to say right yeah there were also <laughs> so many homeless people mm-hmm. which is fine but i was walking around in a new city not even knowing where i was and it got to where i was so nervous i might somebody might like come try to get me or rob me that i was just pretending like i just lost all my money i was just walking around the streets mumbling like i can't believe i just lost everything i have i would be a terrible person to rob <laughs> uh, yeah that was, well, just, that was just a little joke i didn't really do that right well, it's yeah. very effective, I'm sure. Thank you. Um, is that all we have to say? I love it. Well, everyone, um, genuinely enjoy seeing Colin every time we see him. He's got a lot of knowledge. Very fun guy. Lots of fun stories. We asked a bunch of questions from Twitter that people wanted to know from him. So please enjoy this conversation with MLB Major League Baseball Atlanta Braves pitcher Colin McHugh. Go Braves. No worries if not. Okay, welcome to our in memoriam episode of the 2022 Atlanta Braves. R.I.P. Rest in power. You don't have to start at that. Sad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, thanks for being here. One of the ghosts, dead guy, because the Braves died. Colin McHugh. <laughs> Instead of goat, it's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's the ghost. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else to do right now. So my I, my life just you know stopped when baseball was over yeah we were talking about that last night it's like uh you're like ready to party you're ready to hang you got so much time now and everyone's like no dude we still we work i know everybody else has jobs and like hours and i'm i'm just hanging just hanging out that sucks it gotta suck so bad i wouldn't even take that life if i could trade yeah Yeah, i know i'd rather have this one uh (laughs) but it's gotta be weird it's like hey i'm gonna have a vacation but i don't know when it starts yeah no that's that's been my line for the last 10 years it's like hey i'm November for sure, I'll be good to go. But like October, May, just like keep it open. Yeah, if someone had invited you to a wedding this week, would you have RSVP'd? I did RSVP no to a wedding that is next week, I think. And I now am like, maybe I want to go. 
Yeah. Maybe I could. Is it TRs? It is. Okay, you, you better <laughs> that's, go. That's probably the reason you guys got eliminated, because you put that out. I didn't want to put that into the universe, but like, I said no. I said no, because I thought we would still be playing. That's probably, it's <laughs> so good for the, the airlines and resort community when a team... You yeah. know, gets axed. It's like all these rich guys that are now have this free time. They're like, all right, let's go to Cancun. Um, that's great. Okay, so let's talk about the playoffs. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. How uh, w- overall, like how has the last couple weeks been for you? A lot of ups and downs, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's the most exciting baseball of the year. Every moment, like baseball is great because there are individual moments in a game. And like over the course of 162 games... You know, they can kind of get lost. You're playing every day. But, like, in the playoffs, you've got one series you're really focusing on, and it's just all the moments just feel even bigger than they actually are, which is fantastic. And usually that's better if it's going your way. But, you know, it's still fun. Yeah. So uh, lose game one, Mm -hmm. win game two Yeah. in Atlanta. It's probably feeling pretty good. Yeah, big crowds. It was loud. It was fun. Game two was... Really, really, really great. And then we went to Philly. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Lost game three on the ropes. Game four. It, ju- it just kind of always felt like it was it was theirs. It was their series. Right? Have, Those two games. Yeah. We have this thing that I, I think at this point feels pretty scientific where whoever has the best story usually, <laughs> usually wins. Um, and it just like every year you look at it and you're like, ah, I don't want to face that team. They got a pretty good story this year. Yeah. Dang. You got to start manufacturing some stories. I know. Well, we won the East. Like we, we came back and like won the East and I thought, all right, that's a pretty good, it's a pretty good story. Very good story. And we won last year trying to go back to back. I was like, we got some things going for us. Storylines. Philly hadn't been to the playoffs in 10 years. That stadium had not seen a game since like the last, the last play at that stadium in the playoffs, Ryan Howard rolled over for the last out of the game and blew out his Achilles on like at home plate. So the whole t- other team was celebrating. Yeah. And oh. he's just like crumbled at home plate there. So there's like some ghosts there. I think that they needed to exercise. And yeah. unfortunately we were on the other side of that. That makes sense. You know, it's like the Solaire home run against Houston in the world series. That Reese Hoskins home run oh. against Strider. I know. I know. Is it was like so cool. As a fan, you're watching it and you're like, oh, that sucks, but that was awesome too. Like, is it, <laughs> if you can zoom out a little bit outside of what you're just wanting to happen so bad, you have to be like, all right, that, if I was a Phillies fan, this would be the coolest moment ever. Yeah. Like, give me three days and this would be kind of cool. But yeah. right now, I don't like it. And also, I spent the whole season not caring about the Phillies, so it didn't hurt. We're talking about it. <laughs> I love that you're here and we're just like, as fans. Uh, <laughs> Like I was so focused on hating the Mets that the Phillies beating you is just like, oh yeah, I guess that's doesn't hurt as bad. But right, did you see the video that went <laughs> kind of viral? In I guess all of Philly loves the video, but now Braves fans are tweeting it, being like, this was a good troll. It was um, they're like, uh, the tweet was, you know, hey, all respect to Atlanta, like we're, we're excited, to, you know, like be rivals for years. Uh, at least you have this, and it was Will Smith getting the last out of the World Series. But as he throws it, it switches to Hoskins hitting the home run. That's pretty yeah. good. And it was like, get chopped, dorks, or something. It was yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, like, the internet is good for... This is a good time for the internet. The play, playoff time in sports in general is just... It's a great time. Because, yeah, you make you have these one moments, and then everybody can have their opinion about it. People can be funny about it. And, like, I don't know. It's good. It's good for the sport. It's good for the game. I enjoy it. Yeah. 
And all those games, everybody kind of knows at least what happened in those games. Whereas a regular season, you could put out like a little video about a big moment in a in a game that most people weren't even paying attention to. But in the playoffs, you can build content around these big moments in these big games, and I feel like they take off like crazy. For sure. I have opinions about the Cleveland Guardians right now. I, I know, know, right? It's great. Is it one of them that they're called the Guardians? Yeah, that's a good storyline. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like the gods of racism are finally like, all right, y'all can win now. <laughs> the gods yeah. of racism. The gods of racism and the gods of capitalism. They had the lowest payroll in baseball. They had like a $23 million payroll, and they're playing the Yankees, who had a $240 million yeah. payroll. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well... The Yankees are supposed to win. Yeah. But got a roof for him. Garrett Cole's salary is more than the entire pitching staff. Yeah. yeah. The, almost said the I word. The Guardians. Yeah. You almost yeah. said the I word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the best. Um, but it's c- cool. Now the kids, when they're playing in their front yard, they play Cowboys and Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's progressive families. <laughs> you know, I know. All right, I call Guardians. <laughs> like, all right. Um, I. Sit guardian style. Does that make sense? Yeah, I sit guardian style. <laughs> Huddle up, everybody. <laughs> uh, you know, baseball is a team sport, but uh-huh. I want to congratulate you on your uh, your history making moment. Oh no, what did I do? Uh, is the first inside the park home run by a catcher in postseason history. Wow. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, JT is very fast okay, for a catcher. Cool. He's a quick guy. I thought you were about to say it shouldn't have been an inside the park home run. No, I'm not saying that. No one said that. No, the guy hits it. a ball 408 feet like it's supposed to be a homer, but he hit it to the deepest part of the ballpark. Got a weird carom. He yeah. just kept running. It he was, is. With he the, is objectively fast for sure. And he got an infield single earlier that game. Yeah, and it's the Don Wall out there. It's massive. <laughs> the Don Wall. <laughs> the side of it. Growing up, I played on a lot of bad rec baseball teams, so I gave up my fair share of inside the park home runs. <laughs> and it's a pretty helpless feeling as a pitcher because there's not a lot you can do, but you're having to just watch. So many th- random things go wrong, and then the guy's just running, and you're like, I think he's going to go home. And th- are you backing up home plate? Yes. Like, where are you doing Yeah, it? so, like, the place you're supposed to be is backing up either third base. you got to go, like, behind either third base and home, kind of split the difference. So you actually have the perfect angle to see the guy just be able to score. Yeah, it's just like you have the best seat in the <laughs> house. the best seat of the house to see the worst thing that it's can happen. It's you and the third base coach just yeah. chilling. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, waving, and you're just, like, standing behind him, yeah. ho- hoping. And it, yeah, it's it's pretty helpless. But you know, it's not the first one I've given up, and might not be the last. I don't know. Who knows how long you I'll got? Play for. You got one more in there. I got at, one more in least. there. Yeah. If yeah. Martin Maldonado hits an inside the park homer off me, that will be that will be something to like. <laughs> yes, that is a turtle man. Yeah. I wonder sure. what the slowest person to ever hit an inside the park home run. Oh, that's a good one. I would love to see the video of that. Yeah. That's a. There's been one. That's just been a like. It has to be. Unfortunately, it's got to be like an injury in the outfield where somebody like falls down and cannot get back up. Yeah, that's dude. A home run's a home run. <laughs> yeah, man. Do what you got to do. But it was also poetic, as baseball often is, where fast forward to the next inning and you st- you struck out the same guy. The Real same Muto, guy. I was like, I can't give up another hit to this can't guy. Can't do it. Um, yeah. yeah. You get you get an inside the park strikeout. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yeah. That. Uh, I was sitting, I was watching on my phone because I was so nervous. And yeah. I had to, it's like sometimes I watch, if a mo- I can watch scary movies, but if a movie's really messed up, mm-hmm. I'll just watch it on my phone because it's like smaller, <laughs> is less traumatic for me. I don't know. Um, it can't get me if it's not big. Yeah. But then that inning, I went to the computer mid screen. Mid screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was kind of surreal because, you know, I've gotten to go to a bunch of games. Mm hmm. 
to watch you and I has been very fun. Uh, but the Hawaii trip, which I went there for work, Colin was the MLB all-star team in Hawaii, then to Japan, and JT Real Muto. Went. JT was there, yeah. Yeah. So and Reese. And yeah. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the like we got there and we go to the pool just to hang out for a little bit. And then JT comes and we all like talked for a little bit. So it was just weird watching this happen as being like, I know these guys are kind of friends. <laughs> yeah. Like I was it was just weird watching it happen on the screen. I know. I've given up uh a few hits this year to like buddies, and I gotta like lock it up because I I like, you know, you smile at somebody at home plate or something and you're like, give them a little nod or something like that. Does it hurt more or do you hurt less when you give up a hit to a friend? It probably hurts more initially, like right off the bat. And then it's easier. Nice. And yeah, thank you. Uh, And then (laughs) you get a little perspective. You can step back a little bit and you're like, oh, it's, it's the duality of baseball. It's like every good thing that happens for you is a bad thing that happens for somebody else. Yeah. And then like every win that you have, somebody else is losing. And then on the flip side, like we lose, but then. You get forty thousand people that are just have are having the time of their lives. You're like, all right. We still created a lot of happiness today. That's right. That's yeah. right. We did our jobs. We created some happiness. Wow, that's a real loser's mindset. I yeah. Love that. <laughs> hey, but the other fans were so happy. It's just good to see. You should say that in your interview after the game. Yeah, I will. It's just great to see so many people happy. You know, I just love that. I just love making people. happy. I just want the home team to win every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there like what is what are those little things you can do when you're facing somebody that you actually do like and are familiar with is it you literally will give them a head nod because i feel like we never see that on tv really yeah there's usually a head nod like a little uh maybe a little you know smile or something some guys uh wink i had a couple winks up there which can be a little disorienting um yeah (laughs) but yeah i think in general you just like okay we know each other now we got to go try and I gotta try and get you out. Yeah, it's just like a you got me. All right. Yeah. You think you would really throw somebody off if you were just like, "Hey, JT." Yeah. Like I feel like that that would be so out of the blue. Hi, that, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And remember, like little league when you would high five a guy that hit a home run. Oh, Do you remember that? The I never support? did that. No, that's absolutely like, that's probably why that, I yeah. gave up in ninth grade yeah. and you in the majors. I never did that. We would do that all Is the time. That like upward. What it's like upward? upward basketball. I know they would have to like, oh, yeah, apologize if they fouled. Oh, someone. really? Yeah. It's, it was kind of like that. All about sportsmanship. I'd be playing at first base. Guy hits a home run. We'd like high five him. Like good job, dude. You'd had to, if, as the pitcher, you would have to go give them a high five. I don't think the pitcher would. But if he ran right by you, oh, it just it was like good sportsmanship. I do something that's like a low, probably like a low key um, dig. Sometimes I think guys probably feel that way. But guys will take a really good swing at a ball and like not hit, like get out or hit it right at somebody, and they'll be walking back. I'm like, hey, good swing. Oh, that feels so sarcastic. I know, I know, but I try to, I like, I really do mean it. And I like, you know, usually you get a little head nod, like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. All right. And sometimes not, it's nothing. Yeah. Say a dude just, you know, hits you 450 feet. Uh-huh. And if he comes back and he's like, it's a good pitch. How would you yeah. feel? I actually would feel okay. I would feel a little validated by it. If it was a good pitch. If it was a good If pitch. it was like middle, middle. You'd if I it. just like grew, uh, yeah, just like missed <laughs> yeah. with a heater down the middle and he was like, hey, nice pitch. And he hit a, hit a ball yeah. off All the right, scoreboard. Boy. You're like. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. But the problem is I would be so wanting everybody to like me that I would still say it even if it wasn't a good pitch, but I would still mean it sincerely. <laughs> and so they would just think I'm a jerk, but I would be like, I really just want to be friends. Yeah. yeah. That's like when a comic gets off stage and they had a bad set, I still say, good set. I do too. Yeah. And they're just like, no, it wasn't. Do they know it wasn't a good well, set? Well, it depends on who it is. Oh. A lot of times they're like, yes, thank you. This is my favorite thing. And it's just like, well, we find a different thing. And then if it was an awful set, you just go, Ooh, weird crowd, huh? Well, a lot of times backstage, <laughs> yeah. A lot of times backstage, you'd be like, we were laughing back here, man. 
I don't know if you could hear us, but we were all cracking up. I, I, when people strike out, I come back. They come back to the dugout. I'm like, "Hey, we were laughing in here, guys. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I know everybody else was booing, but we were laughing." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the friend thing being weird. Brothers in LCS, we got the Nolas. Oh, I know. You think about that. It's gonna be oh yeah spicy. Oh, we had the, the Matons the last week of the season. Yeah, um, which didn't go great for Phil, but in general, uh, I think that's pretty. That's pretty fun and pretty rare. I think that's so cool. Yeah. You remember when the Contreras hugged at home plate this year? Just oh, tears. Just cried. Oh, man. Dude, and then they show the parents in the crowd, and you're just like, this is what they wanted. That's amazing. Yeah, Andrew loves the parent stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, letting us sit with in the family section. Yeah, you're welcome. For game one. I It was so distracting, though. <laughs> because Colin, Colin got us, very generously got us some seats for the playoff game, and I had never sat in the family friends section before. And Aaron gave me good advice. He's like, hey, by the way, be careful what you say, because if you say something negative about a player, you might be like sitting next to their sister, that's yeah. true, <laughs> or yeah. anyone. Right. Um, but that was such a unique and cool way to watch the game to be able to watch people's families as they like came to the plate or if they did something good. And it feels it's fun to celebrate when your team does well, but it's especially cool when you're like, that's his dad being proud of him yeah. right there. It's cool to also see like all the neuroses that have been. <laughs> Uh, oh, passed sure. down in, uh-huh. fa- in families <laughs> like my mom cannot my mom can't eat during a game if like there's a remote chance that i'm going to be pitching she turns inside out she yeah she yeah, like just gets it. so nervous and then she becomes friends with the other moms and dads who like are also doing the same thing they have this connection i saw that picture uh-huh. she posted she was like bullpen moms unite yeah and they their pose was stressed out so there's like four of them just freaking out in the stands yeah well, which is is normal it's funny bullpen moms got to be even more stressful because if it's a starting pitcher at least you can kind of gear yourself up for exactly. like my son's pitching today but at bullpen it's like you're just watching the situation and being like i think they might start warming them up it's so frustrating because yeah i used to pitch once every five days and everybody just knew okay yeah. this is the day you're gonna be playing um and now people will ask me as if it's the same thing and i'm like i i i'm just giving percentages now i'm like 27 percent chance that i'm gonna pitch today yeah and starter calling is so much more dumb and fun because you can be like i can drink these three days oh yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i could i could really plan it out (laughs) yeah you really got to wing it when you're in the bullpen (laughs) right (laughs) is there ever a time where starting i'm sure it's that bad business but like we're starting pitchers like all right we're going to the west coast for three days i know i'm not pitching do i still have to go the answer is yes right the answer is yes but you those are like vacation truly like vacation days like you got to get your work done you get your you know two or three hours of workouts and throwing and all that stuff in but all the rest of the time if you know you're not pitching and you're in a city you just like get to experience the city it's great yeah that's true it is just like no pressure make sure you get your stuff done but you can't do whatever you want. You can kind of like mentally, once the game starts, you can like mentally check out until you've got to be back the next day at two o'clock. Yeah. Do you guys hang out in the clubhouse, like under the dugout during the game? Because sometimes you, you always see people going down and coming back up. But like, is it like, hey, be in the dugout unless you have a reason to be down there? Or is it kind of do what you want? No, there's like some kind of unwritten rules about starting pitchers and like how many innings you're supposed to be out on the bench and versus, you know, being in the clubhouse in general, everybody has like a schedule, like a routine that they do. They'll like come out, watch a few innings, go in, do some work inside, maybe do some arm work or some arm care or some whatever. Um, and then come back out and kind of watch the rest of the game. But there's also the rotation with like the, the bang on trash cans and stuff. You gotta, (laughs) that's your one. That's my one. That's your one. I get one joke a day. That's our rule. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Colin was in the bullpen during that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sorry sorry you were saying yeah my mine used to be when i was a starter i would come out i watch the first two innings and i would go in and spend the next three innings inside 
in the like training room doing my arm stuff, then come back out and watch the rest of the game. But like once the seventh inning starts, if you're down, then you have to start doing like rally stuff. So you like have to you know, like have uh, I don't know like you know, rally seeds. You got to get like a like a rally hot dog or something. You got to. Yeah, really, really G-O-O-D-E-Y-E, like that kind of stuff. A what chance. Is, what does that mean? What was that? Did you guys not do that? No. At Hopewell Baseball, we would... Hey, shout out Hopewell, Hopewell Baseball. We would, did you play there? I'm on. I'm in the Hopewell Baseball Hall of Fame. Did you know that? Heck yeah. Whoa. Hell yeah. Bell Memorial Park, dude. That's right. That's dude, right. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. where I, that's where I played. I played for the Braves, so we have that in common. Wow. Yeah, and you know all the other Hopewell the Hall of Famers, like... Uh... <laughs> all the alumni? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The... Uh, we would do chants from the dugout like a softball team. Like a softball like, team. Good eye. G double O D E Y. I actually good couldn't I, spell what you were talking I, about, yeah. so I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, goody. What is goody? Yeah. <laughs> we would do it every time there was a ball in the game, so we were yelling a lot. Um, one time, my first season at Hopewell, I, I was 10 years old, and we had, we had the best team, but the dads were so into it. We had one game where all four of our coaches got ejected, and oh, yeah. we had to forfeit. Honestly, and we were 10. Worth it. Yeah. That honestly, it was probably a bad enough call that either you were gonna have to play the game under protest. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a tagging up from third base, and they said that he left too early. <laughs> uh, so and they didn't have replay at the time, but uh, but it was great because those coaches were not only out for that game, but they had to miss the next two games as punishment because of some of the stuff they said. Um, <laughs> And so my dad got his first experience coaching baseball because he he and my friend's dad were the only dads that were like were available and allowed. <laughs> They're like we've got a good feeling about this one. He's going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to put the pastor in to try to make up for what our sleazy coaches were yelling at the umpires. Um, and then my dad coached us like for the rest of our careers. For the rest of your career. Yeah. He was like, I'm actually into this. I and he was like, like I don't know a lot about baseball. What if we tried to like put our best players like sporadically through the lineup so that way there was never an inning where it was all the bad players? I'm like, I think that's bad. <laughs> I don't like, know much about analytics. Let's put but... our worst hitter second. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're innovating, but I don't think this is the move. <laughs> My two main uh, Little League coaches, one is in jail, one's dead. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. I don't know what happened. My dad got well, in a fist fight with one of them. I got kicked off the team. Classic. Classic. Sounds like one of the coaches might have killed the other one and then gone to prison. <laughs> Classic Pretty good. League. That's some yeah. detective work. Did your right dad there. really get in a physical fight with one of your coaches because mm-hmm. you weren't playing enough? I don't know. You were playing too much? Well, he would do the thing where we'd go to the... We had a good team. In the last couple of years, I was like on the bottom half of that team. Um, but he would like... We'd do the World Series whatever events in like Steamboat Springs was one of them. But he brought on like two superstars from another team just for the yeah. event. So then these kids are starting over the kids that you know, and that was there was a lot of parent drama. Yeah, that's a fair thing to be upset about. It as a parent that is driving their kids all over the place to try to help them do this, and then they're like, "We care more about winning than your kid getting to do this thing that's not going to matter." For sure, I still remember that moment where like they got in a fight, and he was like, "Hey, so you're not on? The, we're not doing that team anymore." And I was distraught, and he's like, "I will." buy you a video game and i was like i'm good i remember going to best buy and i was like kind of wiped my tears but i was like i'm fine i'm fine about the best buy employees is like is this one of those classic uh <laughs> dad got in a fight with a coach but video game makes it better situations that's it You're like, yep yeah we have a special aisle just for you uh what are the weird rally things um any any current braves ones well like this the, is like a serious know, like the, thing they're like it's seventh inning we're down everybody up yeah, yeah. Uh, it used to be like you remember back in the day, like the Red Sox, they had like rally beers and rally fried chicken. 
And that's they got I in trouble. They got in trouble for it, yeah, because people found out and they're like, "You're eating fried chicken and beer during the games." And they're like, "Yeah, but we're trying to get runs." So like, what do you want <laughs> us to do? It's not for us. Not, it's not for us. Yeah, it's, it's like for the you team. guys are getting the runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's mostly like uh, if guys chew tobacco or something, it's like a like a rally dip or a rally chew, um, which you know, it's to just be fair, stuff they already like great. to yeah, do, stuff they already enjoy doing. <laughs> Um, still like rally hats. We had one of the guys turn his, um, hoodie inside out the other day, scored two runs. I'm just saying. Whoa. Yeah. It ha- like it works. If it works, it works. You know? Yeah. What is the Dylan Lee bathroom thing? Oh yeah. Like, Dylan had, uh, Dylan had, um, that could mean a lot. <laughs> yeah. He, he had we point. We had a point scoreboard of all the runs that we had, that we had scored while he was in the bathroom. Mm. Um, and he had, he was up to like 35 by the middle of the season. And then they had a Lady Gaga concert at the stadium, and they erased all of our boards God. in the bullpen. So we lost track. But he was easily upwards of 50 by the end of the year. Yeah, he would go into the bathroom if we needed a rally. He'd go into the bathroom, just stay in there, and then we'd play-by-play play with him, and he'd bang on the bang on the door when we did something good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. You guys just like try to give him food poisoning on purpose, so he'd just like be in there all the time. Uh, he was if it wasn't working, he'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna turn off the lights this inning. And see what happens." <laughs> just in there, just a yeah, yeah dungeon. Is uh, that mostly boredom, or is it real baseball? Really, is that superstitious? Uh, it's the lack of control you have over anything. So it's the perceived control you're okay exerting over a situation in which truly you just have to sit around and watch it happen. That makes me feel better as a crazy fan to yeah. know that the players are also just as neurotic about it we're all yeah all of us baseball players are actually fans like that's how we got to where we are like we enjoy playing and watching so much um so yeah we have we bring our own neuroses to the to the field especially to the bullpen because we're just like a bunch of weirdos down there that have to sit around for four hours is it tougher to get to know like a new team when you're in the bullpen because you're not in the dugout with everybody or is there so much time where you're all together that it doesn't really matter it's kind of like you have eight or nine guys that you're around for f- five or six hours every day. So you, you, those, especially those guys become like kind of family. Um, and then, yeah, you know, depending on the guy, we like, we'll play cards together with all the you know, position guys and starting pitchers. They call the starting pitchers QB ones. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. cause they just kind of like get what they want and it's, you know, they're a little, a little pampered. Can't hit them in practice, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's gotta be tough. <laughs> um, let's. Last time we had you on, you were a free agent. You had just finished the season with the Rays. Uh, Rays up. Yeah, so let's let's go back a little bit to signing with yeah. the Rays and like the free agent situation. I know you were in high demand after your great season with the Rays. Uh, so how did that come up? Like, when did the Braves reach out? Yeah, it was weird. This is a weird. This off is season. all stuff I kind of know, but I'm trying to think of like as a fan. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It was a weird off season, right? So we, yeah, we finished the finished the World Series. Teams are allowed to start talking to free agents like five days after the World Series ends. So five days after the World Series, we're like gearing up, me and my agent, trying to figure out what the next year, or two years, whatever is going to look like. Um, I had told him, "Hey, I want to, I want to play for the Braves. I want to play in Atlanta." If there's any way to make that happen, like let's make that happen. Don't let them get off the phone if if they're you know interested. So we're we're right there. We're really close. We'd had a couple conversations with them, conversations with other teams, and then we got locked out. So the whole there was a, a big like labor battle because um, the players are pretty greedy and they want 
Just kidding. That's your one. I, I know you, <laughs> you hate when I do that. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. Owners, bad. No, Players, I, good. Yeah, Keep going. It was, uh, it was a whole thing. And I had been part of the union for like a long time and uh, part of the leadership. So I had kind of seen it coming. Um, so I wasn't fully caught off guard, but the whole industry shut down, right? So they can't, they couldn't talk to us. They couldn't talk to our, um, our agents. So it was players talking to each other, basically trying to figure out, okay, what's, what's going on how long do we think this is going to last for? Um, and then just waiting it out. So we didn't have any conversations. We were right on the brink of having a deal, had no conversations for like three and a half months. And then when it started back up again, yeah, within like four days, it was like, okay, we got we to gotta make a deal because we're going to go to spring training immediately. And I was just super lucky and fortunate to talk to Atlanta. They were in need of a reliever, kind of a long reliever guy. I was like, I know somebody. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got a deal done. Got a two-year deal. And it's it was just like the most fun year ever playing baseball in Atlanta for the Braves. Yeah. I mean, so literally, if, if someone asked you when you were like, 10 years old what's your dream would that would that be it pitching for the atlanta braves oh absolutely yeah i wanted to be a john smoltz so bad um shout out john uh we had uh, so many braves hats and jerseys and pennants and all that kind of stuff in our house um, and i watched like all the games so yeah it was truly my team growing up it was like the whole thing and i got that first uniform like with my name on it God. and like looked at it for a while and had it had a moment with it it was great fantastic that's the coolest thing it is so cool it is next level cool because you know having one of your best friends the majors is a cool thing it's very fun it's fine it's very fun <laughs> gotta go to a lot of games and you're like it's just awesome but it didn't have that like playoffs i'd get super stressed but yeah. you know what i mean i didn't care about i didn't care about how the astros did really yeah until like playoff time we'd be watching a game and you'd be like hey can we switch it over colin's pitching and we would just turn to your team when you were pitching or exactly yeah and then like you're out of the game and like okay i don't you had yeah. to cheer for multiple teams every year which had to have been hard on you <laughs> yeah especially the mets dude yeah <laughs> bad <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad guys <laughs> uh but yeah it was just so much more fun and stressful yeah with you being on the braves well because braves twitter like <laughs> 80 percent of the people i follow all of a sudden Especially game one, you gave up a dinger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, oh, great. Everyone that I thought I liked is now making fun of one of my best friends, and I'm yeah. upset. <laughs> I mean, we, we are, we, at that point, acquaintances, and I was getting texts. It's like, don't you know that guy? I was like, yeah, I, he's great. Don't sh- shut <laughs> don't up. Don't you know that guy? Uh-uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Until he throws his first clean inning. I don't know yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said that. I was like, I was like, yeah, we're kind of, you know, I, I know him. Like, yeah. I, know, I know that guy. But then I was like, let's talk. I didn't later t- in the I didn't year. He teach does this every him year. how to throw a <laughs> He does this ball. every year. Yeah. yeah. That was not a good thing I could tell Braves fans. I didn't want know? to say it either, but I was like, it's like, dude, I knew this was about to happen. Guys, give me like give that. me until the All-Star break. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll be Trust fine. Me. Right. He doesn't <laughs> want to be an All-Star. That's his whole hey, thing. That's what I say. Hey, look at the back of the baseball card. Look at the back of the look baseball card. Look at the back card. of the baseball card. Back of the baseball card. If he was if you were pitching like that all year, then you'd have to go to the All-Star game and you wouldn't get a week off. Ugh. You know what I mean? I would have had to go to LA. Yeah, chestnut oh, checkers, baby. That's really smart of you. Yeah. Give up get the ERA to where it's not gonna come all the way back down until after the All-Star uh-huh. break. Yeah. Yeah. It's really about how you finish in baseball. Baseball people in general have a really short memory. Um, I forgot there was a lockout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's a very what have you done for me lately industry. And so I always tell guys that are coming up, I'm like, you can weather some some bad outings or some like a bad stretch early in the season. Just like be good later, if you can be. Yeah, that's the best best time to be good. It's yeah. a good time to be good after the All Star break for sure. You're only as good as your last month. Uh, yeah, whatever. that's pretty much yeah. pretty true. 
I did find out via Find My Friends, which is <laughs> yeah, so I funny. love this. Yeah. Because, yeah, you like didn't respond for five hours. Yeah. And so I looked at your location and then I was like, <gasps> he's a truest. I was at True. I was inside. I know. Truist you were Park. just right. Yeah. It looked like you're on the mound. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> either uh-oh. he's eating at Antico's and the location's a little off. <laughs> Or, or the yes. coolest thing of all time is about to happen. Yeah. So I, I I think I probably texted you, didn't I? You did. You just I think you sent me a There's screenshot. A couple, yeah. I could not. I hear like I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Ruben, Steven, yeah, Andrew. Yeah. You said do not share this with anyone, and you just sent me a <laughs> screenshot, and I was I like slowly pieced together. So like, oh, that's Colin. Oh, that's truest part. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. Um, okay, so a big thing. You know, the Braves have been great at social media, and one thing they do. A lot of teams do it now. They set up a camera outside the clubhouse, and as players walk in, they have a sign. Is it a sign or someone asks you? Yeah, it's usually a, like a whiteboard with a question on it. Okay. So, yeah, there's ones like, uh, hey, what are you listening to right now? What's the best show of all time? Who's the funniest teammate? Mm-hmm. Very fun. It's great. Yeah. So wanted to throw out some questions like that. These are definitely more on the superlative side, not okay. like what's your favorite TV show, but That's fine. I want a name. You want for names. Each of these. I want names. Yes, I want names. And it's <clears throat> ideally it is a current, well, I guess not current, because the season's over. Well, you can't say that. 2022 roster. Yeah, 2022 roster. Uh, but if there's so many played with in the past that you're like, it has to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just throw it out. Okay. Cool. Guy you want beside you in a bar fight. Guy I want beside me in a bar it fight. It could also be a couple. There's a couple that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah. together a crew. I could put together a crew. I've there's been some there's been some fights in mm-hmm. my baseball career. Um, I have never gotten hit in the face before. I don't know if either of you guys have ever thrown a punch or gotten hit in the face. I still have not done either. Not since I was so little that it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I've choked a couple guys. Yeah, like not like in, all right. <laughs> yeah, in the throes of rage, not passion. Okay, okay? <laughs> that's it. Uh, I I think I would probably have to take from this team specifically. Um, I'm probably taking Dylan Lee. Have you seen him up close? He's like a big dude. Not no. He's got like broad shoulders, long arms. He's got like a real good reach. I'm pre- and it. He's definitely like he's definitely had a fight before. He's had brothers growing up. Um, I'm taking I'm taking Dylan. He's got that left hook. Yeah, and like it's just like a little bit of a wild card. It's in a good way. Yeah, yeah. got the got the crazy bullpen yeah. eye a little bit. Yeah, yeah. or Jesse Chavez. Uh, Chavez like a sleeper there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Love it. So, especially if he's wearing one of those hats. I mean, it's like odd job. He can throw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the feather. Yeah. Who smells the best? It's for sure the Latin guys. The Latin guys um, spray perfume and cologne on them before the game and before practice. Whoa. Like just all over them. Just like everybody. That's not just like one or two guys. Um, no, it's, there's a lot of them. Cool. Rosario smells amazing. I could sense that. Yeah. I have a feeling Camargo probably did too. I, I think he probably smelled really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's kind of a, I remember like Yuli Gurriel in, in Houston used to smell amazing. And you're like, are you just, you just do that every day? And like, yeah. And they've got like 14 different scents in their locker at any given time. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's great pretty for good. everybody. It's right? I honestly like it is, it's a nice, it's a nice break from like us stinky gringos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I'll ask that question. Who smells the worst? Yeah. Oh god. Who's like on a plane? You're like, I'm not. I'm, I'm good on that. I don't want to sit next to him. Catchers got to sweat the most, right? I think baseball players in general are pretty like pretty decent hygiene people because we shower like 14 times a day. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, like you're you get to the field, you shower, and then you practice, and then you shower, and then you before the game, and then after game. 
Uh, so none of us smelled. I ha- I smelled myself one time though after like an off. You had like a day game, and then an off day the next day, and then a night game. So I had like a full thirty six hours hmm. where I didn't have to shower, and then came to the field and and like took my shirt off and was like, "That's you need to shower right now." Mm-hmm. It's like, really bad. Is that me? Uh huh. That's so, always my first thought. I was like, "Oh, I forgot I can smell bad." Yeah, after off days, it's probably it's that's when you've got your best chance of getting a really like funky smell. Nice. Check. Also, uh, farts. A lot of farting in the bullpen. All right. Is there who's the fartiest? There's a game. There's a game. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a game in the bullpen. Are you talking about the game on the yeah, podcast? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a game in the bullpen, and it's uh, it's a game where you can fart on people, mm-hmm. but you can't make contact. Mm-hmm. And if you, uh, it re- there really is no winner. Everybody's just a loser because it's yeah. just bad, just bad smells all the time. But it is great for a laugh. Is there you what's it called? Is there yeah, it's called pink eye, mm. which. Oh, so you're farting in people's faces? Yeah, you can, yeah. They have to feel... How do you surprise someone with that? If somebody's sitting down, uh-huh. watching the game, and you can like sneak up by them. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like I would stand so, to watch the games. So the only reason to have that game is that no one can get mad at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, we're just a game, dude. It's part of the game, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a me being a jerk. It is a game. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in the confines of that game? Ah... Uh, Probably somebody like, I really the only way to lose is probably by, um, accidentally pooping your pants. Yeah. So like, I think I've probably been on the rece- receiving end of like a, a wet fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but clothes. How, how can you? Clothes. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you not be romantic about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. How? Uh, are you gonna get in trouble for sharing that? Maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, who? Was there on January sixth? Okay, just kidding. Okay, most likely to move to an island and live off the land after retirement. Oh, um, for sure, not me. I would be the first. I'm like You're not a survival. Dead, dead. Yeah, I'm not a survival guy. No. Um, Tyler Matzik does a lot of like trekking and hiking, like big long backpacking stuff. See that. And we've had discussions. About you remember that what's that show? Is it Alone? Alone. Yeah, he's been yeah. watching it. Yeah. So uh, we've had a lot of discussions in the bullpen about like what would you bring with you if you got the ten items, and Matzik just seems like he's got a really like good handle on the things that he's that he would bring and exactly why and how to use them. And I'm like, how much jerky can we bring? How many pounds of yeah. beef jerky is accessible? Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. probably my favorite blanket from home. <laughs> like, like, nope, you're gonna die. Most likely to win the Nobel Prize. Ooh, uh, sneaky Darren O'Day hmm. probably probably has the best shot. He was a um, pre med major at University of Florida. Uh, go Gators! You don't mean that. I don't mean that. Not at all. <laughs> uh, go Dogs! And he is extremely smart. He uh, passed the MCATs and for fun took the LSATs and passed. <laughs> what? Yeah. So he's just like a weirdly savant like human being and you know i feel like he's probably got some scientific he's not gonna win the nobel peace prize but he's gonna there's some other nobel prizes right yeah i think so yeah yeah there's one for science and stuff sure yeah he's got that one in the bag dr o'day would sound really nice dr o'day that's almost rhymes with like that dr apple a day keeps doctor away dr o'day i don't know (laughs) we'll cut that (laughs) uh in 50 years who is the one guy from the 2022 braves that's going to have the most special career to look back on. 
Ooh. You know that like like at Freddy's years old. at Freddy's gone. You know, like that would have been the obvious. I feel like choice if it was last year. Yeah. Now there's so many like young guys yeah, with the most so much potential. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of potential. A lot of good. A lot of really good young young players. Uh, Strider was the first, the quickest guy ever to 200 strikeouts. Um, That's insane. it's amazing when beat anyone Randy does any, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, anytime someone now does something for the first time ever. It's yeah, it's like, crazy. Like give up a postseason inside the park home run to a catcher. That's what I'm saying. If you're not if you're not making history on the daily in baseball right now, what are you even doing? That's how you get enshrined. That's right. Um, so, but it's hard with pitchers because you just never know how pitchers yeah. are going to age. Um, yeah, hitters are typically a little bit more. Uh, they're just easier to predict. Um, so like, Michael Harris is pretty good. He's yeah. a pretty good player. Yeah, and so young. He's yeah. He's twenty. So he's twenty one. Like so cool. you think, okay, he could, if he does this for ten more years, he'll still be thirty one years old. Yeah, and you're like, what? That's wild. He'll put up some crazy numbers. Ew, I hate that. I'm just several years older than him in ten years. I know. Ugh, <laughs> sucks. Uh, okay, yeah, Mike Harris. We'll go with that. Best dancer. Uh, best dancer on the team. Probably Acuna. Hmm. He dances a lot, um, just like in the clubhouse. Are we talking just like subtle, always kind of vibing? Or? Oh yeah, always a little bit, always kind of vibing. I think, I think he has like Latin music just like playing generally in his vicinity at all times. <laughs> so it's just like always like a yeah. He just keeps moving. Is the trainer in charge of helping his knee heal? Just like you got to stop dancing everywhere, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a lot of chair dances right now. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Best singer. Uh, best singer. Is it you? You got uh, a good voice. Me and I think me and Travis Darno could go neck for neck in karaoke. He's very musical. He plays piano. He uh, plays a little, a little guitar. Yeah, put the band together. The uh, Charlie band. Charlie Morton, sneaky, good singer, no. good guitar player. Yeah. Did you Did you hear the Adam Wainwright country song situation? No. Was it Was it good or bad? Did he do a country song? He does country songs all the time, apparently, but they played like a full one on the broadcast semi recently. I think it's one uh, of his last a starts. Full one? Yeah, it was such like, a strange broadcast. Like three and a half move. minutes. It was through two choruses, so maybe two oh, minutes. Wow. You know, it's just like old school. It's it sounds like the Bluebell ice cream jingle. Bluebell <laughs> <laughs> ice cream like that, yeah, that uh, but it was just so weird watching baseball and hearing this demo. I don't, I don't know. Imagine just flipping into that channel, and being like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> yeah, I just got on Twitter. It happened. Everyone's like, "What is going on?" I don't have that kind of confidence, and and my like singing. I don't want to do it on. Oh, I'm doing it on air, but I don't want to do it on air, like on a broadcast. Right, right. We'll just do karaoke, and that's enough. Yeah, dark horse. That's enough. Uh, but James Singer most likely to get wrapped up in an MLM. <laughs> like you know you're gonna like in 20 years you're gonna get a facebook message and be like dude i don't know if you want to be your own boss but i found this thing i'll just say von grissom gives off those vibes i don't know if that's how he actually is but that's who comes to mind for me immediately that's Uh, a good layer like who we guess is the answer yeah yeah call like a good firmer tonight it's gonna be it's gonna be luke Jackson that starts the project <laughs> and it's going to be uh, Vaughn who like buys in hard early. Hard. Yeah. Okay. He's underneath him in the pyramid. Yeah. Somewhere it's not a him. pyramid. Scale. Yeah. Like Luke actually gets out ahead because he convinced Vaughn to put so much money in underneath exactly. him. It's, yeah. well, it's a Ponzi is actually what it is. 
I met Luke. Luke came to one of my comedy shows one time. He's so nice. Luke is also sneaky, really smart, and uh, not sneaky. He actually just is. He is very smart. And he is. Uh, you know, he seems so dumb, but he's actually really smart. He loves. Well, he says so many things. He just says so many words. So yeah. like, they're not all going to be the smartest. But sure. like, he is a very smart person. <laughs> but it's like baseball averages. You don't need a law of average. A thousand, yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Yeah. Just swing at everything, and you'll hit some over. And didn't you do the classic, you look like Luke Jackson. Yeah, afterwards, I was like talking to somebody, and I hear somebody go, Andrew. And it was out, It was at um, like an outdoor brewery. It was not a lot of people at the show at all. And I was just doing I just was the last comedian on the lineup, and he like called me over. And I go, truly, without even being like sarcastic, I was like, dude, you look, has somebody ever told you you look like Luke Jackson? Yeah. And he's like with his dog and his wife. His wife is uh, pregnant then. I think they have a baby now. Um and he was like, well, check your Twitter or check your Instagram or something. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. And I look and I had a message from Luke Jackson to say, great job tonight. We laughed a lot. And I was like, oh, thank you. And talked to them for a little while. Thank you. So you are Luke Jackson. You just had yeah. to like check and make sure. Yeah, but he made me like go check my phone before he told me. It was fun. That's fun. He's very that's nice. such a nice thing to do too. Like send a message to a local comic who did well. Yeah. You know, it was great. I like crowd. I talked to them. They were like kind of uh, far away. Like I talked to, there was, there was maybe you were doing crowd work people. with, with them. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't remember what all we talked about, but I mean, I, this, it was so few people at the show. You kind of have to talk to them or it's weird. <laughs> and, but everybody was sitting kind of far away and they had their dogs and stuff. And, um, then I was like, Oh, sorry. I brought so much attention to y'all's table. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. Like I have gotten that many times where it's like, you look like you look a little bit like, and it's a pause, and they're like, Colin McHugh. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I've got that. I get that all the time. Do you say that? No. Like, that's so, that's tired so pretentious. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that, that, it, that, is, that is me. I am him. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I know it's, it's happened to me a bunch where someone would be like, they can't place me, but uh-huh. I've seen you somewhere. So I know what happens to you all the time. I'm just like a standard white guy with brown hair and like normal. I look like a lot of people, I think. Yeah. But yeah. And we all wear uniforms and hats. That so. makes sense. It just, I, I don't help. <laughs> uh, well, they're like where do you they're like where are you from like what do you i'm like i don't come here a lot i don't know yeah you just I'm not you don't help them. i'm not gonna help them at all because you, you don't want to say vine that's when that's i why. yeah that's when i from the rafters i said it one time they're like what's fine and i was like yeah you're just like never saying, never saying that again that again <laughs> For one of your friends from the rafters is always that's aaron from vine yeah, that's yeah. it's got to be funny people ha- only ever see you in one outfit uh-huh. so if you're not wearing that outfit it's like it does like break people's brains, I'm sure. Uh-huh. I'm, you're just yeah. like, but you're not wearing stuff. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna post something about like all the the fashion like walk in stuff of all the pictures that we've taken over the course of yeah. the year. And yeah, part of it is just like I have other clothes. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, most likely to be president, other than you. Yeah. We did go to the White House. And oh I, yeah, I was I, gonna ask about that too. I felt very at home there, so I. You're probably yeah, you're probably right. I probably will be. Um, Hold on, we'll pause that question. How was going to the White House? It was great for the second time. What yeah, up? yeah. What? Up? You no. can't make any other Astros jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll think, uh, I'll think of one. Yeah, there. Right. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. Uh, anytime you get to go to the White House, go. Like if, there, if you have a chance to even like go take a tour or do whatever, it's pretty. It's like a museum, basically, um, to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the history of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was so kind and nice in there. Got to see and meet uh joe biden yeah what's joe's vibe he's just like a goofy old grandpa come on man yeah that's pretty good did that's it seem like brave, he, yeah. he's obviously he like welcomes you guys and stuff did it seem like someone told him about the world series or that he like actually <laughs> watched it and had like 
his own thoughts. He honestly he riffed for about ten minutes to start the thing before Did he, it was, was like, it a riff? But yeah, before his teleprompter because we could see his teleprompter, oh, right? Like yeah. and it hadn't started yet. And he was yeah. just because his wife's from Philly. Okay. Um so he was kind of riffing on we had just beaten the Phillies or something. Um so he was like, Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm I'm not a not a Phillies guy I'm from you know from Delaware or whatever. It's like so I'm yeah, Braves fan Braves fan today, but it's gonna get me in trouble at home and everybody kinda had a nice laugh. <laughs> and then he went into the whole, you know. Yeah, speech. he had a couple banger lines. The like, he is funny. Yeah, he, he is, is funny. He's funny and witty. For uh, sure. There were some like a couple moments with just like him and the team where you're like, oh man, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He's uh, it, with the whole thing. The whole thing was a really like fun, cool experience. How does it compare to 2018? I guess. Yeah, when we went in 2018, it's it was different. It was a little bit of, a little bit of a tighter ship this time around. Okay. Yeah, back in 2018, it was a, it was pretty chaotic. I think everybody there was just generally flustered in their lives. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that makes sense. yeah, not like the staff, the staff was both times. The staff was like really great to us and kind of guided us through the whole experience. But yeah, I remember in 2018, everybody just sweating a lot. They were just like, we're going to, we got to get this done. We got to like get through this and get this done. And this time it was, it was a little more regimented. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> All right. That checks out. Uh, okay. Now answer the question. What was oh, the question? Who, who's most likely to <laughs> yeah. be president? Oh, most likely to be president. Um, Ron Washington? Probably like Max Freed. Max is just... I could see that. Yeah, he just like has a really good head on his shoulders. Seems he's steady. Our, he's our union rep. He's got like a... He just generally knows how to handle himself in most situations. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think probably Max. Cool. Best laugh? Ozzy. Hundred percent, Ozzy. When he when Ozzy laughs, it's so loud and so big for some from such a small person. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm he's, excited for I'm, him I'm, to be back. Oh next yeah, year. I missed missed him for part of the season this year. Some crappy luck, but yeah, it's the worst. Excited about how he came back for a week. I know. Oh, I know. I got hurt again. Uh, did you know that is Andrew's dog's namesake? Ozzy, Ozzy's named after Ozzy. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I say Lee Harvey Oswald, but Anna does not appreciate that <laughs> joke. Um, but yeah, I wanted we're gonna name him Blooper. <laughs> but you, Anna, did Anna, we really? Yeah, I wanted. To, I wanted to. Bloopy. And then, uh, but I was like, oh, Braves would be fun. And then I was like, Ozzy's a great name. Ozzy is. Yeah, he's, it's a great name. He's cute. The dog's cute. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 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 What's your blooper vibe? I love blooper. I think blooper's a is a top top three mascot in baseball for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Many. He's a little bit of a wild card. You never really know. And he's got a great Twitter account. The Twitter yeah. is. So you saying he is? Do you know something we don't know? Yeah, I thought he was genderless. I thought they were genderless. Um, <laughs> I've never seen. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know his. Less. I don't know their pronouns. I. I don't know. I don't we know. need to take his blood. <laughs> and Dude, see. redneck Braves Twitter would, would is gonna have a field day with this. That we say like we should call Blooper they, and yeah. they're gonna be like, yeah, he him accused back to his old nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> roll tide. Blooper, yeah. Wait, so there's the Philly fanatic. Obviously, he's probably like the. OG. He's the he's been around the longest for yeah. sure. So who is the other one in the top three? You would say Orbit. Orbit is very good okay. with Houston. Orbit, Orbit, is, Orbit good. is very good. Orbit and Blooper are probably for me the top top two. They have similar antics. Yeah. Philly Fanatic is a as a strong a strong three just because of his you know he's got some some lineage behind him. But yeah, yeah. Blooper and Blooper looks like he might be from the same planet as the Philly Fanatic. I think so. I think they all all three might be like because Orbit's also like some sort of alien. Um, which makes sense for Astros. Like yeah. blooper, what is it? Yeah. No holes, no. all vibes. 
Like, what's going on? You know? I guess ears, whatever. Uh, Yeah. The bloopers made me, like, almost cry laugh a couple times. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) He's so funny. The thing he does with Matthew Kaminsky, the organ player, where he... What is the song? It's, like, just the last three notes, but it slows down so Uh much. You've heard that in the Oh, yeah. When somebody hits a foul ball and they have to walk all the way back to home plate, (laughs) they do it in, in, like, progressively slower... And it's 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 hard. It's honestly hard to listen to. Sometimes you're like, come it on, hurts. come on, come on, come on. It's so stressful. But <laughs> Blooper will do like do the shake his butt thing yeah. with it. Uh-huh. And so they're like playing a game, looking up and trying to time it together. And it's very funny. Okay. Um, most likely to be the Braves manager in 20 years. Uh, Travis Darnell. Yeah, Travis is gonna. I think if he wants to be a manager, he's he's one of the. He's probably for me the most underrated player in baseball. Well, he's an amazing. He's a really good catcher. He. Swings it really well. Um, he sees the game differently than most other people do. And he's just like a lot of fun to be around. Um, I think Brian McCann is also going to be make an incredible manager, hopefully for the Braves one day. Um, but yeah, on this team, it feels... Managers typically... There's a lot of catcher managers in the big leagues, like hmm. former catchers. And I think it's because they see the game from like a holistic perspective. Is it true that sometimes a player just makes too much money in their career that they wouldn't be interested in coming back to coach? Or are there some people that that doesn't matter at all and they just love being a part of the game so much that they come back? I think there is like a diminishing returns that kind of thing, which like the the longer you play and the probably the more money you make in the game, the less you less desire you have or need to be around the game like that. Um, but it's just there's no real rhyme or reason for who can teach or manage the game and who really and who can't. Like McCann played for, I don't know, 17 years or something and made a boatload of money, but he would make the best manager. Yeah. Um, I, it's usually not pitchers because we don't know how to hit and we don't right. know how to like manage hitters. That's interesting. Yeah, so there's only a couple, a couple, a couple former pitchers that are managers in the big leagues right now. Yeah, there's I never only, thought about There's that. only one guy here that's gotten a hit off Clayton Kershaw. That's right. That's true. Put Congratulations, that Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, okay. We, I crowdsourced some additional questions from Braves Twitter. Okay. Okay. So there's a few of these. They're fun. There's some good ones here. Um, at Hayden.gov, what was the attitude around the buy? Was it just a good baseball question? You know, around the, around oh, having the five days off? Five days off. Because, yeah. yeah, for context, additional wildcard team is there's a full wildcard wild round. Yeah. Which means y'all are chilling at home for six days. We yeah. normally would be like two. And right? now that the Braves, yeah. the Dodgers, potentially the Yankees, all these big teams that had a buy are struggling against these wildcard teams. So a lot of people are saying, was it even an advantage? Yeah, it's not great marketing for this new playoff system, um, potentially, but. I think it worked. Honestly, I think it was it was good for us because we were a little banged up to finish the season. Mm-hmm. Everybody really needed kind of needed those days because you are like pedal to the metal until the last. Day oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Second second to last day we clinched. We'd you know it was a hundred and one wins, but we had been you know neck and neck with the Mets for all all season. Um, but yeah, everybody was. We kind of got a little banged up in the last two weeks of the season, which was not ideal. So having five days off was was huge for us. And then yeah, like I don't. I don't have, I don't put a lot of stock necessarily into the well they kept playing and so they're they're more ready or yeah momentum. I don't know yeah they I think you just gotta get out it's easy to look at the results of something and then backfill a story yeah, right? yeah. like that's like that's reverse engineer a narrative there yeah that makes but. sense Buster only tweeted too he was like all right fine how about next year let's give the 
you know, one seeds and two seeds, like an option. Do you want to play three? And they're like, everyone will say the same thing. Uh-huh. Next question. No <laughs> one will do it. Yeah. 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 It, it used to be, I will say, it used to be easier when it was just a one game playoff. So you only had three days instead to start the DS instead of five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to, we like played a, everybody threw basically like a live BP in between. Um, yeah, I threw to like, like Ronald and Dansby and Riley and Olsen and like my days. Cause I was like, I wanted to see our best hitters. Um, and yeah, I think in general it's going to be, it's going to be fine. I think it's going to work this year is a little, a little nutty, but yeah. I don't know. Yep. I would still take, I would take it over the, over the alternative. Cool. When you're pitching to your own players in a situation like that, is there ever like an awkward, like you hit them? I don't like it. No, I, I, that's because like, I don't want to throw, I never throw inside when I'm throwing a live BP. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, well, this is not worth it. I trust myself in most scenarios, but like, I don't want to be wrong here. Has an injury ever happened that you've heard about in the league where like something just like went wrong? During oh that? yeah. I remember, uh, so Dansby wasn't in the big leagues at the time, but he had just signed with the diamondbacks and they brought him to like, uh, an instructional camp or whatever it was. And his first at bat an instructional league after he'd gotten drafted number one overall, he got hit in the face with a fastball and was like out for the whole <laughs> by, season. By a teammate, basically? First pitch, yeah, by a teammate. Oh my yeah. gosh. So they, there's always that, that like in the back of your head, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. Was it on purpose? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it was by the, He did face him again though, He like later on, and I think this year he faced him sometime. Um, Who was it? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. I don't Is remember. It, but he didn't, that's not when he started wearing the extra face guard, I don't think. I don't remember what he did. I think that. he a lot got hit in the now, league yeah. and then started with He had a black eye at some point. I remember that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, at tweets by Travis Does Austin Riley's thickness have its own gravitational pull? No. Next question. Uh, let, at let Nathan him, Bach. Let him answer. Yeah, sure. Uh, he is thick. Yeah. Uh, does it, what's his nickname? Thick big river. Thumper. Thick country. Thick big country. I don't big know. River. Some, some, some combination know. of those words. Something like that. Okay. Um, at Nathan Bach, what do catchers and umpires talk about throughout the game? Uh, this is another thing that Travis is like weirdly good at, um, is like the relationship between umpires and, and catchers. It's a tentative one, right? So you got to try and... Essentially, you got to try and make them feel good and confident back there. Yeah. Um, so like if there's a, a missed call that the catcher knows is a missed call, you got to ask him about it. Be like, hey, did you, did you have that one? Did you have that one there? And they're like, I had that one a lot of... He's like, okay, well, I, I had that one closer, so just like stay with me next time. Yeah, like building rapport throughout yeah. the game. And like yeah. asking him, you know, before the game starts, how he's doing, how his family is, what he had for dinner last night. How's your family? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you seen them today? I have. <laughs> um, at Emily CHLK. Favorite song on Harry's House? Oh, it's so good. The whole album is so, so good. It is. And that is a question because in one of those Braves um, social media videos, they ask, what are you listening to right now? And you said Harry's House. And Braves Twitter wanted to know what your favorite song was. Uh, we get the scoop, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Late Night Talking. It's mm. it's just a bop. Like the whole, the whole thing just makes me want to dance. It's so smooth. It is so smooth. That is a smooth MF. Um, I can't wait to hear it. I think that's my <laughs> I think that's my favorite song. Um, the sushi restaurant song is is very like eighties. It's so good. Yeah, it's Peter Gabriel vibes. It feels very yeah. It feels very of the moment. That's yeah. my number one. I it's think. pretty good. What's yours? Yeah. I'm gonna be Spotifying that later. Okay, great. Can't wait. <laughs> is it appropriate? Most of it. Okay. There's a lot of uh, like sexual food metaphors 
That's fine. Like sushi restaurant and there's there, a couple yeah, other ones. Yeah, yeah. You have to watermelon girl, sugar is another one. Girl, you're a sushi not restaurant. Honest, yeah. Type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> He's so smooth. Sounds good. Uh, at watch Phil tweet. Favorite thing about yourself. Favorite thing about myself. This is full oh, like man. therapy. This vibes. is from wow. Phil. I have done so much therapy in my life, uh-huh. so this is probably good. My therapist probably. Yeah. What? What's, what's a trait or two where you're like. You know, there's things I'm sure you'd want to change, you want to work on. Well, Some things it, you're like, I like that part. Yeah, I, it's been a, a work in progress, but I like the fact that I'm nice. Yeah. I'm like a, I'm mm-hmm. like a, a pretty nice person in general. I like value that. On air, yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> for the next three and a half minutes yeah. until we get off. Uh, and then, but for a long time it was, I didn't want to be like the nice guy. It felt like kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, the older I get and now having like kids, I, I value that a lot, like being nice and being kind. I value that in myself and then like in other people too. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I like, I, I like that when I see it. Yeah. That's my ish right that's there. That's why me and you get along yeah. so well. Right? <laughs> have do a you, nice off. Do you have any like club, like baseball clubhouse pet peeves? Like the bat boys ever wash your stuff wrong or like, oh yeah, guys like, are, baseball players are the most superstitious. Well, they have the reason to, and the like ability to be the most superstitious um of like anybody i've ever met so if you screw with a guy's routine and like you'll see guy every two days you'll see a guy running around the clubhouse 10 minutes before the game starts being like where's my undershirt who's seen my undershirt and you're like do you mean the one that you've been wearing for the last four years that has 13 holes in it they're like yeah yeah, yeah. on the like the back bottom it's got like a stain you'll see it's mine he's like yeah um, no one else wants that dude yeah so you gotta like the the clubhouse guys work their tails off and um Usually it's uh, because of our like neuroses. But you find a way to be nice through all of it. Mm-hmm. Does That's Charlie good. Morton wear the same one? Chuck. It's the same brand. It is different. Yeah. It has that blue collar and it's a gray shirt. It's oh, a yeah. New I don't know if it's the same one or it, if that was just... No, it's the New Balance like undershirt. And yeah, they've. I think he is wearing the model from like three or four years ago. We're both New Balance guys. Yeah. Shout out New Balance. And uh, I, think, I think it is the model. There was one shirt that they came out with a while back that was so good. And then they changed it. And I'm not sure why. And both of us have like reserves of those. Okay, okay. Nice. Cool. Um, all right, two more. At Wide Georgia 0610 says, What are your favorite restaurants, ITP and OTP? Mm, ITP good. meaning inside the perimeter. That's our highway that goes around the city, if you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, ITP, I love so many. I have a long list and a note in my phone. Um, my favorite Italian place is a place called Boca Lupo. Um, my favorite steakhouse is um, a place called Marcel. Mm-hmm. I went on Saturday. Oh, it's, it's so good. Um, let's see. I Outside the perimeter, um, there are some good ones. I'm partial to this tiny Mexican place in our hometown of Lilburn, Georgia, called Los Hermanos. Los Hermanos. <laughs> yep, the brothers. Uh, and yeah. it is. Is that the one from Breaking Bad? That's pollo, pollo hermanos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's chicken brothers. It's delicious. I every time I go back to like my mom used to work at that high school forever. So every time I would go back and like see her or whatever, I'd have I'd yeah have, have some tacos. Everybody's romantic about some mm-hmm. restaurant from the yep. town they grew up in. Uh, the, a nice restaurant, like a good nice restaurant that I still have not been to, but I really want to go to. That's outside the perimeter is called Spring. It's in Marietta. Um, it's supposed to be delicious. All the guys say you got to go. Well, never heard of it. Just outside the perimeter on the west side. Yeah. If you want to meet some Braves players, just go hang out there. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> what is your Alpharetta restaurant that you Alpharetta? love? Alpharetta? Uh, it was like for Stony a while, we had Alpha Soda. Alpha Soda right downtown in Alpharetta. Yeah, it's gone now. Is it a soda oh, parlor? No. Or what is it? 
It was just like a dinery uh, kind of yeah. was, yeah. Place. Was great, great milkshakes. They had some good mm-hmm. milkshakes. I remember when we first moved there, we would go a lot, and then we stopped because they started building a lot of nicer stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but that's the, like the staple that I remember being downtown. We would just we would go to Chipotle and Steak and Shake a lot. Hey, that, that, how about that steak? That and, you know that Steak and Shake by North Point Mall? Yeah, that's that was, the one we would go to. That was my first job. Really? I was a waiter there Dude, for my, like two and a half weeks. My dad used to take us when we were little. Every Saturday morning, we would go there and have cheeseburgers and yes. then go watch the church get built. <laughs> and that was our Saturday morning Sick. tradition. We loved the first part. But then I remember as a little boy, I'd be upset because they'd be building the church and there'd be like construction workers like smoking cigarettes. I'm like, Dad, they can't smoke cigarettes in the church. And he's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's not a church yet. It's not, yeah. <laughs> we got one more question. Um, at... Aaron Tuning says, are we resigning to Ansby? Aaron Tuning <laughs> says, I hope so. He is yeah. one of my favorites. We're uh, we're like seat partners on the plane, so we sit next to each other. So we've had just like some great conversations this year. He's a he's like a winner. I know everyone, everyone says everybody that, says which it, is fascinating. And it is like hard to quantify, I get it, but he you have to like at this point I've been on enough teams where you like realize that there is a common denominator and for the good teams, it is having a bunch of guys who just really care about winning, yeah, kind of at all costs. Um, and he is so good at it. He's just so good at like preparing and like focusing for the amount of time he needs to focus for. And he really does not like losing, which I deeply appreciate. Yeah, is it that extra layer of not wanting to let him down? Like, there's a few people that you're like. A little bit, you know what yeah. I mean? Because obviously, you uh-huh. want to win. You're not in the position if you're not super competitive yeah. and want to win. But also, like the guys that are just, he's like, you know, yeah. on edge. You're like, I, don't I mean, I call, I, I call him captain. Like he's he him and like uh, all of us other relievers. Like he's he's captain, Dansby. Cool. So like he or Lieutenant Dans. Uh, yeah, that's great. It's pretty that. good. Uh, but he, yeah, he's got the he's got that thing, and he's like from Atlanta and he's the kid here. And I just like, we need, we would, I would love that. That thing you do. Hey, Alex, let's have a conversation. Let's, yeah. Let's make this happen. Oh, he, this he's dr- passing the torch. Now Alex has to come on and respond. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> He'd be great on here. Yeah. This leads really well into our next um, segment where we list all the roster and you say it's called winner or wiener. <laughs> and you tell us if they're a winner or if they're a wiener. <laughs> yep. Not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's all. That's all the questions I got. We're going to end on that. <laughs> We're going to end on that. Um, congrats on a great year. Thank you. And yeah, for making you. history there at the end. What are we some, <laughs> wait, real quick though, was, give us one or two of your favorite moments from the season yeah. as your first time yeah. playing for your childhood team. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite moments? Uh, giving up a three run homer to start my career, mm-hmm. uh, was huge. It was like real memorable. Um, I, I think like obviously clinching the playoffs after a whole like 161 games that we had played was very cathartic. And those never like celebrations never get old, but that one specifically, I was like a little emotional and in a good way. Um, yeah. And like an open, I, I've been a part of enough opening days now. Um, but having an opening day here, yeah, just felt a little bit different. Full, full crowd flyover. You get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you get a little chills. Yeah. It's nice. Love it. Amazing. Well, you're a recurring guest. I am now a recurring guest. Yeah, yeah. there's Thank only been you. a couple. Yeah, yeah you're in there. I'll take it. Yep. You're in the you're in the Hill Spring Hall of Fame, and also no reason not. Spring. Well, I don't know what you called it. And this time we know where you'll be pitching next year. Which I will is very be exciting. I'll be back. He'll be back. I like that was exciting. cool how you said that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have you back on then to discuss whatever happens next.
Go Braves. Go Braves. Go Braves. No!